in fact, it's just the other opposite, right? You're you're paying these companies to have the privilege of playing their clubs. They're not they're not paying you. And I, you know, be greedy. Yeah, be uh, be your own brand. Find what works for you. All right, everybody, welcome back. How you living? No puts given. Tony and Chris, this week we're getting into a little prognostication. Tony, what what might the majors look like next year? And what would actually happen if you had to play a full bag of clubs from one company? Um, could you do it, and what would that look like? So we're going to dive in to that, some of that stuff. But did, did you enjoy the Open, Tony, the British Open? Uh, no, because Roy didn't win, and so that. That kind of ruined the entire experience for me. Um, how do you? How do you? No, think I mean, he I, feels? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I guess it could be worse. No, I mean, it's it's crazy, right? Cam Smith, who, I mean, just six months ago, I was kind of quietly referring to as Harbor Freight Ricky Fowler. <laughs> that's, um, that's the best. Kind of wins a major, and, and and now <laughs> arguably Ricky Fowler is Harbor Freight Ricky Fowler, and I. Up is down. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the golf world. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really, yeah, kind of had it on in the background Thursday and Friday. Uh, Saturday I didn't watch much, and then Sunday I, I played just an absolutely miserable, deplorable round of golf, and came home, and I'm like, well, at least I'll, you know, watch this and maybe pick up something through <laughs> osmosis or something. That Look at that tempo. Time, so. I want that tempo. Yeah, I, I caught a little bit of it, but yeah. Yeah, well, it got it got I mean, me thinking. It's St. Andrews. The Open is great. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? No, it got me thinking a little. Even if, bit even if Rory terms, the the whole golf world is topsy turvy, right? It's upside down. Um, cats. It's chaotic. It's, chaotic. it's raining up. Dogs are marrying cats. You know things like that. And so it got me thinking a little bit. Like, what better time to prognosticate and try to predict what's going to happen than when nobody has any idea what the hell's going to happen? And so if we look at the majors next year, let's just predict, come up with a couple of things that we think may be true. Maybe maybe one thing that's, you know, like kind of a, a reach, but eh, fairly reasonable. And then something that seems perhaps outlandish. But then again, you have to remember a year ago where we're at probably right now today seems fairly outlandish. Right. So you look at the Masters, same course same location same venue what do you think tony what's a, what's a reasonable prediction and then maybe one that's a little bit of like a eh, could happen but probably not yeah yeah um you know I'd, I'd love to see roy i think at this point most of us uh, who pay attention to golf at all just would be very satisfied if rory won absolutely everything for the next three years you know that would be maybe before we started to get bored with it um and of course, you do wonder. Hey, is where is Tiger going to be? Is he back? Does he play the you know, Masters in, next in year? In spring, but I mean, you know, looking. I think I think he plays probably, but I mean, there hasn't been a lot of reason to be optimistic that we're we're looking at, you know, maybe the beginnings of a great comeback. But you know, who knows, right? But uh, I'm not optimistic. So if, if pin down, pick a guy right now. I I still like Xander Shoffley. Um, just because, like, you know, he came really close a couple years ago, um, I guess just over just over a year, right, a year and a half right. ago. And I think you can probably, 
there's some speculation to it, but I think if if he doesn't choose a bad target on that on that last par three, I on think he's, 16, he's probably already won. Dead. Yeah, yeah, just you know, certainly who knows, right? I don't know what was in his head, but I I feel like he probably was more aggressive, chose a bad target. Probably not a decade target. I can guarantee you, probably. No. And so yeah, I think so. I th- I think he could do it um, for sure. Are we going to see any Man, big just, equipment modifications by then? Is there my my first thought was are we going to see a ball rollback or something um, that would impact equipment that golfers can or will be allowed to use? I don't think so because even you know if you look historically when when the USGA sort of makes these do, does these rollbacks right. right whether it's a groove rule or you know that that's probably a good example the the anchoring stuff there's there's a little bit of a runway, mm-hmm. so it's it's not going to be a case of hey. You know we've we've implemented this rule and so effective tomorrow you guys have got to play a new golf ball. I think your minimum two year runway once the decision is made is like hey this is coming and you'll see guys start to slowly make the transition or prepare yeah. for it, but it's not going to be the flip of a switch. So I think I think certainly all of next season everything will be as is right now, even if. You know, something does potentially yeah. happen. What about, so, you know, obviously we got PGA Championship, U.S. Open. Um, my biggest questions with, with those two events, and, and I guess this leads into the British Open as well, is are we going to see changes in the qualification process for those events? And is it going to upset the apple cart in terms of what those fields potentially look like? I think you're kind of tap dancing around the live stuff a little what? bit here, and Tony, what the uh, no. you know, some chatter, right? That uh, you know the RNA has said they're going to look at it, and Augusta can do whatever it wants, and you know basically same with the USGA and the, and the and the PGA as well, and so all these things are in flux where where you could conceivably see changes to qualifying requirements, right, and and get rid of these sort of automatic births and things like that one of the things was floated right if you are banned from the pga tour you you can't qualify for these events and so you're going to see all that that legal stuff come out so yeah short answer there the fields could be dramatically different next year and i think it's probably a little too soon to to say what's going to happen i think you're going to see the guys that run these tournaments kind of hold off as long as they sensibly can because they want the strongest sort of field for every right? like people that are running. right and before every tournament and now every I mean there's rumors right that some chatter that, that Cam Smith may jump after after the FedEx series. And you're hearing Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, so, you're hearing Cam Smith. You're hearing names that weren't really I don't think on anybody's radar a month ago, six weeks ago. But as we get toward the end of this PGA Tour season, right, with the FedEx Cup looming and 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 some of those things, and as much as I'm sure the PGA Tour wants people to care about. The FedEx Cup, like they do the the NFL playoffs, they don't, um, and 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 I don't think the players do. They, I think they would say that the the majors are in fact major, right? So, what do they do? Yeah, it's it's a tipping point situation, I believe. Where like right now, like if if live was live, and that is these are the guys for the next two years. Then I think if you're the majors and you're interested in in protecting sort of the 
semi-recent. It's not like the PGA Tour has been around forever. Let's not right. talk about it. It's you know, sort of written in, in history the way St. Andrews is, a, is for example. It, it's a relatively new thing, but there is some, you know, golf is insular. It likes to protect itself. You know, obviously there are some aspects of live that are highly problematic. Right. And so I think I think they would prefer to keep their distance and isolate and, and, and if it means keeping live players out of tournaments, I think they're fine with that. Unless there comes a point in time where you know live live membership reaches a tipping point to the point where major fields without live guys are diluted. Well, right. I mean, that's that, the... <laughs> that's what you don't want. And I, it, it's funny. I was, I was trying to create a framework for myself to just to understand all of this stuff. Because like I said, the world's topsy-turvy. It's all the place. And, and, and it's funny. I go back to a template that's worked for me in a lot of other disciplines, and that is self-interest, right? Foreign policy by large companies foreign policy by countries and governments and, and individuals is largely guided by self-interest. So like, what's the self-interest for the majors? Well, they probably want the strongest field possible. I don't think Augusta wants a B or B minus field, right? They don't want to live. <laughs> right. I mean, that's really right. And, and none of the majors do because it potentially starts to degrade any of the, right. There becomes maybe an asterisk like, Oh, okay. Well, if you if you won the 2024 US Open but yet it had, you know, it excluded these 25 top 100 players, what does that potentially say? So does that I mean I guess the question with the majors does I, I, that It's change? tough because it's like I mean, what are these guys doing? They're essentially, I mean, it's the, I was kind of I saw some you know, the the word that gets tossed around is basically live Live events or exhibitions, right. and that—that's absolutely what they are. These yeah. guys are getting paid, regardless, right? They're playing fifty-four yep. holes. There is nothing of any consequence, no nothing substance. with any traditions. I yep. mean, by 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 live standards, the FedEx Cup Series qualifies as as a, a whole run of majors, <laughs> right? That's not even—it's right. not, not even serious at that tournament level, golf, regardless of how anybody wants. It. Right, and it's so you know when you hear ex- exhibitions, I kind of like, oh my god, it's it's basically call it golf escapades, <laughs> right? Right, like. So it would almost be fitting if Cam Smith made the jump, like, hey, he won a major, that's its Olympic medal, now I'm going to go on a touring, you know, I'm going to go skate on ice at, at your local arena, um, and, you know, just put on a, sh- a meaningful So show. does that impact so, the majors? Because, let's be honest, uh, we know that golf is a niche sport. You've all, often used the analogy that's that's super correct, that, you know, even Sunday at the Masters gets basically the rating of a, a decent mid-season NFL football game on, you know, uh, you know the the Cowboys game in the middle of the season that gets network coverage or whatever. So let's not pretend like golf is, is outranking all these major sports. So PJ tour events aside, the casual observer watches the majors. If they watch anything, does this impact what the fields look like in the majors next year? Do you think we see a degradation in the number of players that are able to play? Like I said, I, I still think it kind of depends on on what happens probably through the end of the calendar year, and see like how many how many defectors there are. And I mean, it's 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 a little strange to me. Like I get, hey, we we all know that the PGA PGA tour coverage on on television can be abysmal. 
I don't know that a that a shotgun start fixes any of that other than it, it kind of keeps things moving. There's, you know, more shots happening at once and eliminating commercials is certainly going to make it more watchable. But at the end of the day, Live, no, Live does nothing to address the fundamental problem with the PGA Tour, which I've said right. before, right? It's it's four majors, the players, maybe a couple others that, that generate above average interest, and then it's just filler. Right. And so... And at this point, live is 100% filler. So, right. I mean, it, it's competing filler and still the majors. And ultimately, it, in that respect, I don't think it does anything to grow the game or interest in the game. Yeah. I think well, you know, Ryan, Ryan Barath touched on this a little bit on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. And I saw it and I you know, agree completely. All this talk about, we all know that talk about growing the great game is BS anyway. It's just total Bullocks, crap. It's, I believe it's you know, something to say out loud to kind of justify the... The money grab, right. but ultimately, in since I have sort of even had awareness of golf, if you will, two things have have grown participation. The first was the Tiger boom. There's just so much excitement around, you know, Tiger when he was ramping up to his prime and in yeah. his prime, and then COVID, <laughs> and that that is it, right? When you had nothing else to do, and so like I think we are, we're kind of at at a new peak. It's you're not going to see participation grow, and you know, mm-hmm. in that respect, live is live is unnecessary. It exists, you know, obviously, to sports wash things from the Saudis, and you know, sort of make you forget that they're they're just a pretty shitty uh, regime over there, and you know, fill fill the pockets of already rich guys with even no more money. no pun intended so with fill. Aid in the bet in yeah, the sports. No wash. pun intended hey, with fill you know. your pockets. Um, yeah, fundamentally, it's. You know, it does nothing so, to the game. It does but something has to happen, right? These, these things can't coexist forever the way that they are today. Like you said, there's either going to be some more players that shift over or not. Not that long ago, Ricky, I'm sorry, not Ricky, I think it was Rory, that um, basically said, hey, you know, it, it, it's dead on arrival. It's dead in the water. Nobody wants to go. And it was. And it was at that time, right? But DJ, Kepka. And then you just keep adding to the list. Is there a critical mass? There, there definitely is. And how close are we that to is, that? But it's, I, mean, I think we may be creeping up on it. And you may have a situation where, man, you don't know. Like, is it is it just a little bit of a tilt where, hey, a handful more relevant guys go and, and you set yourself up for a situation where, assuming the – you know, the bodies look at it and go, hey, you know what, we, we can't exclude all these guys from our majors because then our major is, is pretty minor by comparison. And so you set up with a really interesting kind of, the one opportunity to grow excitement potentially is you sort of have PGA Tour versus live in a major field. Right. So that is that is one possible outcome. The other is like you, you reach a full tilt where everybody slides over because you're looking at it and there's, there's not enough guys left on the, PGA Tour to call it a legitimate comp- competition, and there's so much money on the other side. That's I, I, I think that's one of the possible outcomes. Let's play crazy talk for a minute. <laughs> no, there is a world in which the, the PGA Tour ceases to exist in its current form or anything like it, for sure. I mean, that is that is a reasonably possible outcome. I'm not saying it's going to no. happen, but if you kind of look at it, right, you know, nobody's jumping the other way, right? <laughs> like, the balance is shifting. Right, right. and particularly if Again, and, and this is the, the double-edged sword of the majors, right? They are the four most important golf tournaments 
in any year for any golfer, regardless of what they're looking to achieve, right? And if somebody can look at that and say, hey, I can play or qualify to play in those four events, and I can get a lot of money, more money than I could possibly earn in any other realistic pursuit by playing on a separate tour and maybe I hone my skills, maybe I don't or whatever, but it's basically, you know, the ice capades, golf capades discussion. Why would anybody play on the PGA tour? That's tough. Right? Like I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to, I'm going to do it at least one day less a week. Even if you end up playing in the same number of tournaments, you're still doing it one day. You're, you're, uh, I guess you, you could say up, you free your afternoons up a little bit on those days because everything's a shotgun. You don't have to worry about, you know, the late tea time or the early tea time. And yeah. Well, just look at the toll and the money that stress so much better takes on people, right? Guys grinding to make cuts to get their card. Yeah. I mean, those ice dancers aren't, aren't, you know, dealing with any real stress. No. It's just, hey, let's go out, no. do my pirouettes, collect my money, and, and yeah. get out. Yeah, and if I play really good, maybe I make a little more. If I play, you know, really, if I play pits four, I still got a chance to make a lot of money because I got teammates. And worst case scenario, I still make a shit ton of money for basically entertaining uh, some number of people in, in some pursuit. Um, I, and I do wonder if these live guys with, you know, this contrived team stuff and you know the fact that the the check is is guaranteed and guaranteed regardless and you know there's no there's no real there's no postseason that you're qualifying for qualifying for except the majors which you were doing anyway and i do wonder if you know with between that and just the 50 hole 54 hole format maybe you lose your edge a little bit and that comes out in the majors but you know we'll see one way one way to find out well Post on, I, I'd love to hear people's questions, prognostications. Like I said, I see a world in which the PGA Tour does not exist in its current form or in a very, very different form from the one it, it, it does now. If I think the majors hold a lot of the cards. And, and, and like I said, I think we're getting pretty damn close to a tipping point. And, um, and who knows, right? And then from there, man, once we get toward the end of this season, game on but switching to equipment real quick kind of got me thinking a little bit we've now we've seen some equipment manufacturers start to make some decisions right um bridgestone dropping bryson that was kind of inevitable i think when you talk to people um we're hearing rumblings uh that strixon might be doing uh might be taking a more active role possibly again that's a hundred percent conjecture um, no idea. Again, yeah. truce to rumors and those kind of things. But it got me thinking, Tony. We have this weird kind of uh, juxtaposition going on right now, which is equipment manufacturers have over uh, over time gotten better. The quality of the product coming out of uh, the large OEMs, etc., is uniformly better than it was a decade ago. Um, on the other hand, we're seeing potentially fewer and fewer. 14 club, you know, kind of bag deals and those things. And so, um, again, I want to prognosticate a little bit and say, okay, let's look at this both different ways. If somebody came to you, Tony, and said, hey, we're going to give you, you know, a million dollars, two million dollars, whatever number you need to be happy. Um, but you have to play 14 clubs 
from that same company and the ball, if that company does make a ball, you're all in. You have to play that company. If they don't make a putter or don't make a ball, then it's a 13-club deal, and you can you can choose as you see fit. I wrote down my top five answers here. You have not seen these, right? I, I, don't, I don't pay attention. Anymore. I know. I love that. I love that, Nussie, Tony. So I have my top five answers here. You have your answers in your head. I'm going to have you go first, and we'll go one by one and see. Uh, see, here we go. So the first company that you would say yes to, million dollars, two million dollars, whatever, whatever makes Tony happy. Are we counting up or are we counting, We're counting. Down? We're Oh, let's go. Let's Okay, let's start at the bottom. You want to start at five? Let's start at five. It's weird, right? Let's yeah, start okay, at five. Let's start at five. That's, five. That's Top I'm five list. Ahead. The fifth company that you would go with is what? Okay, so I have a tie. Oh, shit. Of course you do. I know. like it's, But this will be the only time I, I ride the fence. <laughs> okay. Um, so the tie is between Ping and Callaway. Okay. Talk to me. Why? So Why the tie? So with it's it's sort of it's kind of an exclusionary thing, right? So with ping, generally speaking, the downside for me, I don't love the irons. I've never found a ping iron I absolutely love. The shape is not is not my thing. Huh? Um, so that's and and the fairway woods, I mean, have kind of been a little bit of a of a weak point in their lineup, yeah. right? And they are definitely getting better. So that would be my concern. Uh, I mean, you know. The drivers have been just fantastic, so that's a huge upside. I mean, Wedges. Legitimately invented the modern putter. Right. I mean, right. so there, there are a lot of pros, but like I said, those two spots there kind of make me a little apprehensive. Um, Callaway, obviously, you know, the story of the ball is... is yep, and you got to play the ball. Entirely, Go Callaway, uh, you're going to be playing the ball. Yeah, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I, I think I, I could probably get comfortable with it. I'm seeing the improvement, so... That's that's not necessarily a huge deal breaker for me at this point. Similarly, I struggle with with Callaway irons. I think going back to like the second generation Apex, I love the shape of that iron. Uh, as things have evolved a little bit, um, struggled to find something I really love there. And and again, the other thing too, and this is this is where kind of the the rest of my list starts to separate is that I've never, I don't want to say never, but it's been solidly a decade since I've gone through any real, anything even resembling a proper fitting for Callaway gear. Yeah. And so it's, it's a little bit of an unknown for 100%. me. As to, all right. Like what, what can this do for me if it's dialed in? And so I'm going to, I'm going to always kind of lean towards the familiar anyway. And so that, that's the other thing that's just, you know, apart from kind of the off the rack experience, I don't know what Callaway equipment can do for my game. How about number five, Callaway? Let's hear it. Uh, for me, two big, two big question marks: the ball, right? I, I still have huge questions about the ball, and so for me, that bumped it down a little bit. And it's funny you bring up the fitting point. Same thing. I don't have any level of confidence in terms of what I fit into best in a Callaway lineup. I could extrapolate and guess based on other fittings and things, but every company will tell you, right, that there are nuances and differences and in in things and 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 Callaway has an awful lot of product, perhaps more so than any other OEM right now, that is tour only. You got triple diamonds, quadruple diamonds, you got, you know, dashes, things, whatever, um, different heads coming out. It seems like they have a lot of things that show up on the conforming list that never make it 
to retail. And so and that's, that's fine. It's fine. It's, again, oh, yeah. Unknown. There's nothing the matter with it. It's just I don't know an awful lot about what that does. What does it look like from a performance standpoint? Is that something I would trust and say, yeah, boom, 14 clubs, I'm good to go. Yeah, like it, that's like it's for me. It is like I know Callaway makes sure good stuff do. across yeah. the board. That's not in doubt. No. I mean, but it's like how how dialed can you get me? Right, right. Because this is this is right. This I've got to play this stuff. I, I don't know. All right, number four. It's a number unknown. four, Tony. Was that your five Taylor and four? Man. That was your five and four. No, that was five, five, five oh, A and B. So oh, this is great. Four. Okay, what yeah, I'm four? I'm giving you What's six. Four? four is Taylor made. And again, part of the same thing. <laughs> Lack of familiarity from a fitting process. We did some stuff with the Stealth Driver. Um, that said, right, I, I, I like their drivers. I mean, their iron lineup. If you're gonna, if you're gonna say, hey, lay out an entire lineup from, you know, sort of most forgiving to most player centric. There's, there's probably. Nobody's lineup I like better than TaylorMade in the iron line. category from end yeah. to end. Um, you know, I think between 770 and 790, I could be really happy there. Uh, we know the wedges have gotten. I mean, we had a most wanted winning wedge last year. Mm -hmm. Good. I mean, I played a I paid a TaylorMade product uh, in the in the putter slot. Mm -hmm. A good. Uh, Agreed. A good bit of last year as well. So I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of upside there. I mean, my only two. It, it's tough to. I was just say my only two concerns questions. One is that, like the familiarity, what's really going to work and not. And then again, it, it's like a smaller version or a diet version of of Callaway concerns. In that, I don't love what they've done with the ball going back, you know, generation over generation and. And you can fill this in weird. for me a little bit where it feels like to me that from like TP5X previous version was something very close to what I could play or would want to experiment with. This version has two flaws in it for me. In, in one, it's spinnier. And two, it has the exact same aerodynamic pattern as the TP5. So I don't totally understand what their thinking is or kind of what the roadmap is around ball and ball development. Like I said, one of the caveats to our game here is if they make a tour ball, you got to play it. So I just, I just got questions. It's always, I mean, the balls, the evolution of golf ball is always interesting, right? Because it's, it's, it's a almost, you know, it's every, every revision is a negotiation between like, all right, here's, here's what our, and a lot of it does come from the tour. Like, all right, here's here's what our Pro V or not Pro, excuse me, TP5X guys didn't like. Here's what our, our TP5 guys wanted to see, and, and sort of how do you rearrange those things? And I think, you know, in in this particular case, maybe they got a little too close. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's just something there I don't don't love. So that's why it's four, not higher on my list. Who's number three, Tony? Cobra. Ooh. Okay, we and again, separate. This is where we start. We separate. To, we start. Here's where we start to get into the comfort level. Yeah, I played, yeah, I played Cobra Metalwoods for, for quite a few years. Like every year, it was like, hey, the new Cobra driver, and LTD. you know, go out do a little fitting for that. Yeah, I'd get even before that. I mean, Biocell. Go back to Biocell, and then by you know by the time Fly Z hit, I'm like, all right, on. these guys are on it. LTD, and you had a run of of Cobra drivers that that just I fit into really well and was super comfortable with. 
the fairway woods, I love what they're doing between the mix of, you know, what was the big tour and is now the yep. X and the, you know, what we call the little tour. So you get that. I mean, I've been in and out of comfort with hybrids for them, but I, right now I don't have a, a hybrid in the bag. I, you know, I've talked to you about the new Forge uh -huh. track, best fucking Cobra iron best ever. Best effing iron ever from Cobra. The wedges, you know, that's that's for me is kind of where I'd like to maybe see a little bit different stuff mm -hmm. there. And and then now with the with the 3D printed putters, you know, messing around with those with the sick face, I've been I'm like, all right, you know, these guys these guys have this this putter thing figured out, which is which is pretty wild when you consider they they didn't even have a putter for forever. Right. And you know the the talking point, you know, when I asked, they're like, no, we're not we're not gonna do we're not gonna make a putter to make a putter. We're gonna wait till we can do something that's demonstrably yep. different and and here you go they did it number so. three okay. zoom yeah, for me um unbelievable uh, yeah again you talked about comfort familiarity i played mizuno irons for as long as i can remember consistently comfortably love them i think the wedges are are uh underrated to to a degree um for and sure. again i'm for assuming sure. if they're paying me one to two million a year I can get them to do whatever bounce grind loft configurations I need. So, okay, check, check. Um, the biggest uh, improvement that, that I think we've seen from Mizuno in the last three, four, five years are the metal woods, right? Prior to, call it their 180 series, I had a lot of questions, concerns. I think they did as well, if they're honest, right? They didn't put the R&D horsepower emphasis behind the metal woods, Um Non-priority non -priority, sure. uh, for for tour staff and, and and the like, and they've switched that, and so now they're on, you know, third, arguably fourth generation of like a really serious and concerted effort to make sure that their metal woods are um, in the conversation, right? And and the people that are playing their clubs on tour aren't at any kind of a disadvantage, and in fact, they find places to argue where they're at an advantage, right, by playing. Um, playing Mizuno Metalwoods. And so my level of comfort with that progression um, is, is why I, I was able to kind of put them in the middle. And, and I love the irons. And, and I just... Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, I would be comfortable with Mizuno irons all day, every day. Uh, I still have, you know, I'm not completely sold on the Metalwoods, especially once you get into the Fairway Woods. And now as a guy who, you know, at least on a day when the wind's not howling, has three fairway woods in the bag. Like that, totally fair. that's become more important. So, you know, that, that to me is an issue. And by your own rules, right? If the company makes a ball, you have to play the ball. Yep. Mizuno makes a ball. And they do. You know, from a, from a quality and consistency standpoint, I have concerns anyway. Yeah. And then when you, when you look at the performance, uh, specifications and of, of the current balls and i do hear rumblings that that something better may be on the way but i'm you know that is from from the whether it's the tour or the tour x you're just talking about different degrees of low flight with high spin and that is i mean yeah that's unplayable yeah. for me so that my that's that's a my hope on them they're they're number three and that's a huge question mark and and same kind of things as can they get something done there that's consistently a, a, a tour level equivalent where people want to play the ball? If they can, great. If not, that would you know probably knock it out of my top five. What do you got for number two, Tony? Number two. Here's the one. This is probably the one that's going to surprise people. Sub seventy. Oh. No, no, no. P X 
Son of a bitch. You surprised me. Yeah. All right, talk to me. Yeah, so, I mean, I am comfortable with their drivers. I know. They're... But you said, just for the record, you said you don't love the look of ping irons, right? Right. No, <laughs> I don't just, have some just, iron, iron either. But, uh, no. You're going to hear from Brad and Mike here shortly. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable with the drivers. I know, you know, certainly they've gotten, there's a little bit of a bad rap. Some of that's fair. Uh, when you go back to the you know, first couple generations, I think, you know, right now they hold their own. I, I, I'm not going to say that PSG driver is the best on the market, but it's, it can compete. And again, you know, now we're getting into that, that portion of the list where I have comfort through fitting the fact that, hey, all right, I've, I've been fit for this stuff. I, I know what it can do. Putters um, have done really well. So fairway woods, comfortable, comfortable with the fairway woods. I love that they, they offer that 13 degree two I wood. I, I don't currently have hybrids in the bag, but for my money, I, I still would say PXG makes the best hybrid in golf. That's for me anyway. That, what that is my personal play? opinion. If you were with them, would you stick with the 0311T? I'd play exactly what I'm playing yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's the other thing too. Like I have the, the 0311Ts, which was kind of a surprise for me to end up with that and then to just go out and go, holy, you know, I'm never. This is as crisp as I've ever hit iron shots. Uh, the distance is there, and granted, as a high dynamic loft guy, to be able to take that tour iron, mm-hmm. <laughs> which has some technology in it, and then bend it strong yeah. to get even more distance out yep. of it, that's you know, sort of like the, the upside of having some questionable mechanics. <laughs> uh, the wedges are... The wedges are solid. Yep. You know, they wouldn't be my first choice on their own by any stretch of but imagination. you're a tour player. They're paying they're, you a couple million. You can... You know, they'll, yeah, you, you make yeah. them work. And then the putter lineup is as strong as anybody's. It's. So I think the two, terms of, the two things with PXG that, uh, I know, they're, they're divisive in this, but from a just pure quality standpoint that, that are underrated, if we can make an argument that uh, it's underrated, would be the putters and the fairway woods slash hybrids. And I know fairway woods and hybrids just aren't very sexy in, in, in general for a variety of reasons, but... Um, like you said, sort of the necessary or even in some cases unnecessary evil. Yeah. Bag. Yeah. Totally. Like you said, that two wood for people that are a higher launch, higher spin person to have a, a dedicated two wood. That's almost like almost becomes a little bit like a mini driver that, um, who a mini, 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 mini driver. driver. My number two. I think that oh, I can't sorry. see that. I'm guessing there it is. Ping. Ping. Yeah. Ping. Um, Kind of similar to to uh, to your PXG reasoning, though, honestly, a little bit in the sense that um, trust throughout the lineup, higher level of trust for me with the Metal Woods. Fairway Woods, like I said, maybe half a step behind, but there, I know that... Half a step in gaining. Yeah, half a step in gaining, yeah. Um, but I know they're not going to compromise on forgiveness. They're not going to compromise on, on MOI and trying to allow me to hit the ball straight and i score best when i place the least amount of curve on the ball um as possible from from the iron standpoint very bullish on like the i230 um you know i don't know if we can say that we've seen pictures so hopefully it's coming out at some point um and the chipper i think is probably i was gonna say that's the deal breaker for me is the chipper but the wedges uh uh, the the hydro you know phobicity the glide 4.0 wedges um with their you know with their wrx type of program custom options they have all of those 
um, again, comfort with the fitting process, etc. Um, you know, my only slight question mark, like I said, would be perhaps in, in the fairway wood area. But for me, that's uh, that's a minimal concern uh, relative to to all the other things um, in the lineup. So that's my number two. And you know, we've we've kind of framed this conversation around the idea, at least for us, like if as part of this deal, right, you're going to get absolutely dialed yeah. in from that manufacturer and again so our comfort level plays a role but we've said this before like if you if you are relatively new to the game or you have you have never gone to the point of, of going to a fitting and, and really started to understand what works for you and why if you are just going to go into a golf shop and you know pick something off yep. the rack with with minimal sort of even demo or or a true fitting, I you know I, I'm gonna say take your chances. Yeah, if you're buying lottery time. tickets, paying lottery tickets are gonna pay yeah. out a lot more often than, than probably a lot of others, right? So they yeah they do that sort of again middle of the middle of the bell curve with a, a heavy slant towards forgiveness. Yep. And I think obviously that makes sense. That's just not yep. necessarily absolutely what I'm looking yep. for. All right, Tony, number one time. Yeah, I think it's probably not a huge surprise. Again, massive comfort level at this point. It's going to be Titleist. Um, Metal Woods. Yeah, and again, it's, like I said, comfort level as much as anything else where I've played now kind of went from Cobra drivers to Titleist drivers once of like, you know, eye-opening with TSI, or excuse me, just the, the TS. And just like, oh my God, you guys can actually make something that, that doesn't spin off the planet, that's playable, that goes straight. Um, you know, so and you know, played you now their fairway woods for for just as long, and again, it's supreme comfort level with that, and just never having been to a point before where I can comfortably like, you know, you you've played the fifteenth hole at McGregor, oh, yeah. you know what that, you know, if if you're lucky enough to to have a clean second shot, right, to 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 be in that fairway. And just look way down that hole with you know white stakes down the left and a creek down the right and go you know you know what I'm just gonna rip a three wood down the middle to have the confidence to do that and execute more more often than not I mean that's that's tremendous I have no interest in giving that up that's almost reason enough um, iron lineup it's it's not my favorite mm -hmm. you know and it's it's kind of I look at it and I think you know T two hundred kind of got close. But I, I really want to see something that's really kind of, you know, in that, that true P790, yeah. 770 kind of range. Even like some of the PXG stuff that that really kind of textbook players distance iron. Um, you know, that's just where I've been for a couple of years. That's what I love. But, you know, I, I T100S, I, I like them just fine. Blended with T200, I can make it work. You know, maybe, maybe I go with a concept. I don't know. Um, so, but you know, that, that for me is as odd as it sounds is probably other than the putter. And I'll get to that in a second, but, uh, I definitely have, uh, you know, the iron lineup. I, I'd like to see just a little something different there. Obviously Vokey wedges, super, super content. T grind, Tony grind. all the grinds, Ain't nothing good but a there. Thing. Um, Scotty Cameron putter, never been fit for one, never played for with one. Um, you know, certainly again, as a guy who's, who's leaned heavily on putter, in, you know, putters injected with technology to the extent possible. It's weird to say that the Cameron putter is a little bit of a concern, but you know, it's yeah. just, that's how it is for me. And I know, hey, not everybody's going to agree, and that's fine. And then obviously, supreme confidence in the golf ball. So, 
and left dash for me is kind of a unique offering in the market and likewise though not really in the market left dot kind of a, again we're kind of at almost opposite ends of, of that particular niche i mean both low lower spin but high launch and or high flight versus kind of lower flight yeah well yeah and, and i agree with nearly everything you said that uh, except i love the uh, i really do like the t100 series of irons i think for the person who is looking for that blend of something that does look like a very traditional iron but has just a little bit more forgiveness in it like something you know uh, like i would go back and say I, I i've really resonated with kind of that player's cavity back like i said mizuno it's the 223 um before you know you had mp62s and 60s and 32s and and those kind of things um the t100 i think is vastly improved on what the ap series was so again like I said, and, and, and this is what I hope some people hear out of this, is with all of these companies, none of us went through and said, yep, that is absolutely perfect. Da, 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 da. So the reality is, even if given that opportunity, we would go through and say, you know what? Yes, I like this. Even the best companies that are out there, I would not put 14 clubs in my bag from one company if given the choice. Like I said guys on tour that that's the consideration They're like hey can i find something that works with the iron yeah well for two million uh yeah i can i can make that work i want to be my first choice but i can go ahead and and make that work and so no matter what there still isn't a company that has 14 clubs that i go and go check 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 that is you know uh in each category the best club for me is from that same same company there isn't one that is that way yeah i mean i agree completely even the stuff that i've been you know sometimes full bag fitting sometimes partial bag fittings there's there's nothing in my bag that i haven't been fitted for right. you know says hey maybe there is something to this and then you know having those those fittings from multiple brands i'm like all right it, you sort of get the sense of like hey this is in in a given spot in the bag this is as good as this company can do yep. for me and so let's let's choose pick and choose between those options and that's again that's why we say like be your own brand yeah. and, and you know I, I think it's, it's a better approach even at the at the tour level and i you know i can appreciate these guys who kind of forego the contracts for for flexibility well and and you know to that point people should should care zero percent about what i play or about what you play or you know what anybody else does because like you said the same reason that i might be great with uh, a title assigner might be the same type of thinking which is why you would not go that particular route right or you might say hey here's what i really i've been really high on cobra fairway woods lately because um, i love what they've done since ltd that bigger fairway that high launch low spin um baffler rails baffler rails and then what on they the, on, on the little tour their five wood, that, that five wood is, is as solidly in my bag as any club is in, in my bag. And, you know, it's largely because of, of, of I, I guess I would thank Ricky because he needed that club for kind of second shot on 15, right? At Augusta was kind of the thinking around around that. Um, and so I love it, right? Um, but it's interesting. There are a number of companies we didn't talk about. And... It makes me wonder, you know, I get 
that we have a lot of companies that are that are out there and we're always going to have companies that are that are price preference based um but it just makes me wonder too you know long term how you know how does that work but i don't know tony final thoughts hopes dreams be your own brand find what works for you stick with it be your own brand it no need to be no need to be brand loyal you're not getting no remember i mean yeah you're in fact it's just the other opposite right you're you're paying these companies to have the privilege of playing their clubs they're not they're not paying you and i you know be greedy yeah be uh be your own brand find what works for you if that's what you know works for you uh better than something else then then rock it go with that love it and uh With that, Tony, we out. See you next time. We out.